it came down draft weekend that that you were traded and now you're a niner so mm-hmm. kind of take us through the news that you were getting traded and what it's meant since you've been here and the opportunity you have here in san fran um football means everything to me you know first and foremost and um when i grew up i knew i wanted to play in the nfl you know I was fortunate to play with a great team, a great organization with the Denver Broncos. I met some great friends, you know, pretty much family. And then I got another opportunity to continue to play football somewhere else where someone seemed to want me more, you know, and value me more, and that means the world to me. So coming here is a blessing, you know, to be able to start something new, a great opportunity, great brand-new avenue for me, you know, so it's, it's awesome. Yeah, and, and looking at that opportunity, I mean, obviously we know about Carlos Hyde. They, they draft the, the Williams kid. There's some other running backs in the mix. But, but kind of take us through where you're at in this camp so far and, and where you kind of shake out, you think, uh, in this running back competition here in the Bay. Uh, honestly, we, right now we have a lot of talented backs back there, you know, and I would be wrong to say that anyone is, you know, excluded or included right now. Um, right now, I mean, I'm running. I'm running with the ones, twos, threes, everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and any rep that he wants me to get for a certain play, when they want to see me on a certain look, that's how we do it because we got a lot of talented guys. So what they want to do is find out what we what we do best and um, and where we fit in at. And uh, whenever we do that, that's how we find out if we make this team or not. You know, if you can do what you do best better than anybody else. So. Now, how do you view these joint practices with the Broncos? I mean, what's, what's your outlook on, all right, what, what you want to get accomplished in practice? Uh, what I really want to get accomplished out here is no different than any other day, you know. It's good going against another team, different bodies, you know, especially a new defense, a uh, new scheme. But uh, at the same time, I come out to practice every day to get better, mm-hmm. you know, and I treat every single day the exact same. I tell myself, you know, some days I want to get better at pressing the line or some days I want to get better at, you know, a sidestep or a jump cut, something like that. So I emphasize on a little bit more that day. Okay. But um, for the most part, you know, the practice is practice to me. And it's a little different, you know, when you're going uh, against guys that you, you know, uh, sometimes shared hotels with and, you yeah. know what I mean, shared lunches and dinners with over the last three years of your life. You know, it's, it's it, that's a little different, but. You know, when I was with Denver, we talked so much trash to each other <laughs> every single day. Yeah, <laughs> about playing against each other because everything we can do is stud up against each other, no live periods. But now you get a chance to go against every single one of those guys that you're like, hey, man, you would have missed that tackle. Yeah. Y'all would have made that tackle. You know, now you get to actually see it in the game now. And so, and so, so right, so now, yeah. I mean, in practice, you're still thudding up really yeah. and not really hitting. So, exactly. Uh, what, what do you anticipate that being like uh, – we play play the game, actual game oh. against all your former teammates. Oh man, I, you know what? Uh, you know the coaches know, everybody knows. You know what the the type of chip I got on my shoulders right now, especially mm-hmm. you know nothing really against Denver, but everything against Denver. You know because gotcha. this is that's something that I wanted. You know what I mean? And, and and I didn't get it, and they didn't they didn't give it to me. So now I got to go take it somewhere else. And okay. They, and they standing in my way. Right. You know? So right, I'm, right. I'm I'm gonna take care of my business the way I got to. Right. So. All right, we see that determination in yeah, your eyes, yeah, man. We, this is we, real. we wish, yeah. wish, wish you definitely the best of luck. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate well, that. Yeah, Capri, uh, always enjoyed talking to you, and, and not just Broncos fans, but, mm-hmm. of course, folks loved watching you at Colorado State when you set a record with yeah. 30 touchdowns. They built a new stadium. Some are saying it's uh, the house that Capri built. I don't know if everyone's saying <laughs> it, but some are yes. saying uh, the, Rammy, the Rammy's new stadium there. So. Hey, man, that organization, we, you know, Shaq, all of us, you know, it started. It started around that time. You know what I mean. Sonny Luby, he set a 
he set a standard, and then when we came back in with Coach Mack and set a, and set another one. And I think that's that's a great thing to even be brought up in that talk to bring in something new. And that's what yeah. that's anything anybody ever wants to do is start something and you know have their name on something. And I feel accomplished, you know, to see, you know. Um, my name up there and my my pictures and photos up there on the school day because that means they appreciate what you did for exactly. them, and that's in life. You know when you when somebody appreciates you, you know what I mean. That that takes you way up there. You know it puts you somewhere in the stars because that's any anything anybody ever wants to be appreciated when they work hard for something. You know. So. Well, I was gonna say I was gonna send you on your way, but final thing is, where's your music uh, <laughs> career at? Because people have you found Capri has an album out that he put what? out in the spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he had a little listening party there in Denver. So, have you found a studio yet? Or are you gonna wait until you get into the yeah, regular I'm in, season? I'm in the uh, I'm in the midst right now, uh, building my own little studio and stuff out here right now. So I gotta get my my place together, and I'm I'm gonna start right back up again soon. But um, as of that, I def- definitely got a lot of songs right now that I just have waiting to just drop. But I'm focused. Where can on we find camp. the first album again? Uh, right on iTunes, Spotify, Title, anything that you wanna anything that you wanna find it on. Uh, that's Jess Capri. They want me bad. Nice. So, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll check that out. We'll definitely yes, check it yes, out. Yes, and yes, uh, look, San Francisco's your home now. We want you to stick around here and obviously play in this league for a long time. But you know you'll always have a home back in Denver and Colorado. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So right, we man. appreciate the home, time man. we're yeah, pulling yeah. for yeah. you. All right. All right. I appreciate that. Elvis Doomerville. Uh, Playmaker. Long-time <laughs> long Bronco and now Raven and then finds <laughs> his way to the Niners. How you liking it out here? Awesome, man. Great. First class organization. I'm excited. Hey! hey look, says, we should talk to Elvis. Hey. What up, Chris? for the game. That killer boy. Chris would bark at you before yeah, yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you saw him come in uh, as an undrafted guy. Yeah. Uh, what was the nickname you gave you gave him? Uh, what's what? Uh, young. Uh, Pitbull. Pit yeah, yeah. Pitbull. Well, and at a rookie year, I already knew. I was like. Guy won't be special. You and Champ both said that. I mean, no. you could see it. Uh, we saw it early when they both came in. That, mm-hmm. that that there was something there. So you're around a bunch of young guys now here too, and obviously the familiarity with Kyle. I got to think in passing, and John right. Lynch as a teammate, right? right? So what's it yes. like having a, a former teammate as your boss? I know, right? Now you know John has always been John. Um, so you know, obviously playing with him, he's always been a high uh, high uh, football IQ guy. And I knew once he came here, I knew it was going to change the culture. So being a part of that, a young, talented defensive front we have here. So, uh, you know, guys like Eric and Buckner, I mean, special type of guys, Solomon Thomas. So we're excited. I think we're going to shock a lot of guys. Yeah, what, what, what do you see uh, as your, your guys' strongest point uh, as a defensive unit right now? Always, you got up front. You get, it starts up front. You mm-hmm. know, without, if you ain't got them dogs up front, your defense doesn't go. Right. So we take it upon ourselves. We're always breaking down on us. And that's kind of approach, and uh, we working every day. We know nobody's gonna give it to us. We got to take it. Okay. Now, how, how's Ruben Foster look to you so far? Oh, he's a dog. <laughs> he's a dog. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he loves football. He's always around the ball, make a lot of plays. He's doing great for us. Good. Good. We're gonna walk this way. I think we might even be able to talk to Vaughn and Elvis at the same time. But just in, in general, I mean, you haven't ever really played on the West Coast or in the NFC. So what's that uh, been like? I guess we'll know more once you get into it, but you excited to have this yeah, NFC yeah, competition? Yeah, I mean, the, I mean the, the, the sunny weather, you can't complain, right? It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it gets a little chilly up this way now. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, comp- not compared to Denver and Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, So this yeah. is, this is awesome. Great fan base. We're excited. 
Elvis Dumerville, our guest, Steve Atwater, the Ring of Famer and future Hall of Famer. I'm Brandon Cristal. We may throw Von Miller in here, too. I remember, uh, though I was telling a story, Derek Wolf when he was a rookie, I said, What the hell is Derek Wolf? That's a good question. But, uh, he's got the sprained ankle, so I think he's back home. You, did you see uh, on Instagram or Twitter how big his ankle is? It's no, about, it's, it's about as, as big as a, as a, as a watermelon. Uh, hmm. So he's getting some time off. But he said, I said, What have you learned from Elvis? What have you learned from Vaughn? He said, Well, I learned a bunch of stuff from Elvis, technique and leverage and this and that. He goes, I can't learn a damn thing from Vaughn because he's such a physical freak. Yeah, Vaughn got his own. Hey, we're on live radio, so hopefully Drew caught that. Um, no, but, well, yeah. Yeah, but, but, I mean, yeah Vaughn, Vaughn's a different guy, right? So yeah. he got a skill set like a receiver, yeah, rushing a passer. It's not fair. Uh, but, no, nah, Wolf has always been, you know, a, a grinder, love football. <laughs> And since his rookie year, so I'm not surprised what he's doing, and I think he's going to keep getting better as well. How, so, how, oh, sorry. I'm sorry, sorry about that. So um, how do you look at these practices, joint practices with, with, with the Broncos? It, it, like, it had been in your former team as well. It's like mini games, man. You know, you're kind of competing. You want to take care of each other, but at the end of the day, you know, you're going against new guys instead of your same guys every play, every day. So camp kind of get, you know, redundant. So now going against a, 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 a different look. It helps everybody. Kind of get you a nice, nice way to kind of sharpen your, your tool a little bit, and then make the game day easier because we know what you got. Yeah, right. You're, you're going to know what Paxton Lynch's tendencies are after practicing uh, right. against him for a couple days. Right, right. Um, all right. So you're now in year because I got to Denver your rookie year. So this is year twelve. 12? Wow. Year twelve. I'm trying to chase Steve, man. Hey, uh, man, you passed me already. I did 11. You did 11? Yeah, so <laughs> you got me. Well, uh, how many years do you think you got left? Because it certainly is fun uh, Oh, I fun love it, man. You. I mean, you know, as long as I stay productive and, you know, I'm healthy, I keep playing, you know. So, we, we asked you about yeah, Ruben Foster. What about Solomon Thomas? Where is he? I, I don't know. I'm just saying oh, as a player. I mean, kid Solomon goes Thomas, in the draft. Uh, he is what he is, man. He, uh, he's a, uh, I mean, his football awareness for rookies is, is off the charts. Uh, and he's a natural football player. He plays great leverage. He can play inside, outside. Uh, we, I think John Lynch in the front office, those guys did a great job getting a, a real dominant player looking in the future. Yeah. Now, now, coming to the 49ers organization, you know, they have a rich history of, of winning and, and the culture and everything. Does that put any added pressure on you as a player? No, I mean, that's, I mean, it's always pressure in everything you do in football. But I think it's a great challenge, man, to try to, come back to you know the 49 glory days you know and you know we kind of had a slump here in a couple years so now to be able to kind of get that turned around a new regime uh i think we're excited for the opportunity nice all right well Elvis, we appreciate it i'm sure you're happy to see another number 58 hey. we're gonna we were gonna let doom leave Vaughn, i think we were gonna chat with you for a second do you have do you, do you have a do you have a favorite of elvis doomerville story <laughs> I can't tell him that one. That was my welcome to the. That was my welcome to the league. Well, one, we can, we can, yeah. But then after we won't get into a full detail of the story. But afterwards, came to practice. Vaughn was mad at me for two days. He didn't, uh -oh. didn't want to talk to me. You know, we stretched next to each other. He ignored me for two days. I mean, finally, the third day, I said, come on. Hey, Vaughn, come on. You still mad about that? <laughs> I was like, no, man. Wait, that was messed up, man. Well, I know you're excited to see him get 12 years, but how happy are you for where he is in terms of being the premier pass oh, man, it's, uh, it's I mean, you, you saw it coming in his rookie year. He has special talent, like we mentioned earlier. Certain things he does, you, nobody can do. He's just a freak. And just to kind of see him really take his game in every aspect, he's always said he wanted to be a dominant player in every phase, and he's done that, you know. So, 
He's he's what highest paid defensive player. Oh, <laughs> got to throw that out there. Hey, he, was, hey, he, 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 he told me stuff. He told me stuff, and he believed in me. And he said stuff to me that I didn't even see in myself. You know, that's just the type of you know leader Dune was. I, you know, I came and I wanted to be a great pass rusher, but you know, Dune coming in, he's saying you're gonna be this, you're gonna be great, you're gonna be this, you're gonna be that every single day. You know, after a while, you start to believe it. It was it was a guy like this that really took me under his wing and showed me the way. So, you know, a lot of teams don't have leadership like we had back then. And that's where I get it from as well. You know, I've said it time and time again, the great examples that I've had with, with Doom, Peyton, Brian Dawkins, Tim Tebow, and all of these guys, you have to have a standard like that to be able to give it to the new generation. And that's where mm-hmm. I learned it all from. Doom, baby. All right, Elvis, we'll, we'll let you go. We're going to throw one more, uh, one or two more at Von Poor's press conference. Elvis, okay. great seeing you. Hey, man, thank you. And thanks for having us. The Niners have been yes, great hosts. Well, you've done these joint practices a bunch of years. I think Dallas, did you go to the Dallas trip? Or did you, is this no. the first time you've hit the road? Yeah, this is the first time I hit the road. This is my third one. And um, it's great. You know, it's, it's great. It's, um, it's practice, but it's, it's like a game. You get those practice, well, you get those practice reps, but they, they, they have the intensity and they have the value of a game. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I feel like this is a, is a great tool for our team. It's a, it's a great um, uh, meter stick to, to show exactly where we're at. Um, you know, forget, you know, the, the score and, you know, is it the touchdown and all this stuff. It's the individual battles that you have here in these joint practices that, that really allow you to develop. Devon, you've been the elite player that you are. Like, what, you know, when, when you go to bed at night and wake up in the morning and you go to practice, what things do you feel like, all right, I can still work on this? Or do you feel like there is there anything like that? Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's always stuff like that. I, I think as a pass rusher, I think as a pro in general, you know, you're here, you're here in the National Football League because you're great. You know, you're here, in the pass, you're here in the National Football League because you're one of the best at being a football player. Mm-hmm. Now, being consistent and doing it all the time is, is, really, um, is, is really the biggest challenge as a pro. And I just try to be consistent. I go to sleep at night and, and, I, and I pray and I, and, I, and I pray to God and I ask them, just let me go out there and, and, and play to the best of my ability. Right. You know, if, if I can do that, if I can be consistent and do that on a daily basis, I'm okay what happens. Well, you've been doing a great job of doing that and, and yes, being a leader. Well, here, appreciate you guys. No, I think we have one or two more for you because you have to wait, you have to wait for Trevor. I guess quarterbacks get to go first, uh, but we'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave that alone. Uh, they, they, that was predetermined on paper. Uh, for somebody who's not playing as much in the preseason, he didn't play at all against the Bears, we don't know about Saturday, does that mean that practice, especially in a joint practice, is even more important? I mean, practice is always important. You know, I, you know, I think practice makes perfect. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, um, you know 18 years like Peyton was, you know, he, he – We'll come to practice, and he will compete at practice like it was a game. So practice is always important. You know, in the preseason, these practice reps, getting back into the floor of things is, is always great. I think these joint practices is, is a great tool for us, like I said before. In the game, you know, I, I'm a, I, like to, I like to make coach's job easy. Whatever, whatever coach VJ asks me to do, I'm going to do it. If that's going there and play the whole game, I'm going to do it. If that's one snap, that's going to do it. If that's don't play at all, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm following his lead. He's the leader of our team. Whatever he asks me to do, I'm going to be okay with that. Kirk, do we have you? Hello, Curtis. Dave Logan. How are you? All right, Dave. How are you? Hey, great to catch up with you. So, you, you why aren't you here? You know what? I will be there on Friday. Friday's not good enough. Today's I will be Wednesday. That's two days of practices in the beautiful Bay Area sunshine. <laughs> you know, I'm a high school coach, and we have practice here as well. You know, uh, well, pri- priorities, Kurt. Priorities. There you, know? you go. You know how Price that is. Straight. Hey, so so you I mean you're out of the studio a little bit? I know you do the Seahawks. Uh, Brandon was telling me the Seahawks preseason schedule, but, but for Fox. You are the studio host. Uh, it's got to be kind of nice to get out and uh, get to a training camp. Yeah, you know, that's primarily the reason I do it. I mean, this is my 12th season hosting uh, the studio show there at Fox. Wow. And I've been doing a preseason football all along. I did it for the Vikings for a while, and then 
I'd have to calculate maybe the last 10 years for the Seahawks. But the point being is that for me, you know, once September comes, I'm in that studio. Uh, and so for the month of August, I try and get out. I like calling games. I mean, um, you know, that it, it literally is play-by-play. Play. You don't know what's going to happen 30 seconds from now. It's like taking a test every weekend. So I enjoy that aspect of it. But I also bounce around, and I see a lot of teams, you know, will catch between this year probably 15 and, and i got to count up, 15 and 18 teams by the time camps are done. So, again, because I'm in the studio the whole regular season and then the mm-hmm. postseason until the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl, this is my chance to, to press some flesh, you know, to yeah. shake some hands, kiss some babies, uh, and, and really get some information that, that, that serves me well during the regular season instead of just trying to read up on teams. You've got a better feel for it. No question. Kurt Menefee from uh, Fox Sports, our guest. I, wanna, I mean, I want to ask you – couple of football questions too but i have to ask you about the show i mean you're, you're the guy that sort of makes that whole thing work you you sit at a desk with uh some dynamic personalities and some guys that uh i mean nfl fans love and certainly know how, how for for people that I mean, take people behind the scenes a bit how much of that show do you know actually in terms of maybe being scripted beforehand with guys you have an idea what they're going to say. The dynamics of that show, just take us back and tell us how that works. Yeah, you know, our show is really about 70% ad-libbed. And the 30% that's not is pretty much on me, you know, getting us to breaks. Uh, you know, there are teases and certain video things you have to hit or get sponsors in, those types of things yep. that you can't you know, mess around with. But the rest of it, I mean, when we're giving our opinions and they're, they're giving theirs mostly, or I ask a question, you know, that is, is mostly unscripted. We have an idea. What we'll do is, you know, our week, we say it's like uh, Groundhog Day. It's the same every week. You tell me the date in October, what day of the week it is, and I can tell you pretty much what, where I'll be and what I'll be doing. So mm. um, we kind of do our show on Sunday. Monday I try and spend time with my wife. That doesn't always work <laughs> because you're catching up from the day before. You're doing interviews about what happened on, on the Sunday before. Tuesday, you do get a chance to kind of shut it down. And then Wednesday, we kind of fire up again, getting ready for the next week's games. And uh, I think one of the great things about our crew is that we're all truly friends. We're genuinely friends. We just got together at our seminar here this past weekend. But during the offseason, we do a boys trip away together. Uh, we spend time with our families, and you know, whether it's in Montana or down in the Keys or out in California or in Hawaii where you know, Terry has a place. We do things uh, as a unit. Uh, and also independently, so we, we, we know one another, we trust one another, and I think that comes through on the show because you're able to kind of go off script. You're kind of able to ad-lib, and you don't worry about whether or not somebody's trying to make you look bad or stab you in the back or those kinds of things. So on Wednesday and Thursday, we start formulating our opinion based off of the games that are coming up. We'll have independent conversations, particularly I'll make sure that I touch base with everybody and not necessarily find out what they want to say on Sunday, but you have an idea of how they feel. You know, so that you can try and get guys in the right spot mm-hmm. uh, should something come up. You know that so-and-so thinks that the defense uh, is going to do something a little bit different, so you make sure you try and set him up when that time comes. Or that someone, you know, likes one aspect of a game or doesn't like a different aspect of it to help spur a conversation. So those go on during the week. And then uh, Saturday, everybody, I'm the only one that lives out in Los Angeles. Everyone else flies out there. And on Sunday, we have a meeting at 5.30 in the morning. We're on the air at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And we're there until 5 in the evening, covering everything uh, NFL all day. That's uh, that's outstanding. Kurt Menefee, uh, the host of Fox NFL Sunday, our guest. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the National Football League. One last question about the show. Um, when, when you're basically, you're, you're sort of emceeing that thing, do you ever have to 
uh, catch yourself and make certain that maybe one of those guys in terms and the answer is probably no Bradshaw or Howie Long or Michael Strahan or Jimmy Johnson maybe is not getting involved in a conversation as much as maybe you or the producer would like or does that you just know not those happen? guys <laughs> do you think any of those personalities would not get involved in the conversation yeah pretty, you know what I mean right it's, it's raining them in I, I think more than anything else but I, I go back to in all honesty the mutual respect everyone has for one another so there are times you know, you know how this business is based off of time every segment is based down to the second of yeah. how long it's supposed to go so something may happen and someone may not get in or as much in as they want particularly that it happens a lot at halftime so what I do is I make sure in either the next segment or later in the show, you know, you make sure that person gets pulled in so that you try, and I'm not saying you count it down to the minute or the second, but you try and, and, and balance it out throughout the day. So yeah. I, I think one of the things that we do in, in particular, people may not realize every halftime show we do is live. So if we've got five games, six games, eight games going on a day, we will do one halftime and then quickly turn around and do the next one because some of the you know, games – go to halftime about the same time. But that's where I really try and pay attention to it because those happen so quickly. Sometimes we only have time for one guy to get a comment in. So just for argument's sake, uh, Jimmy talked uh, in that last one, and how he got a little bit in but Michael didn't, I'll make sure for the next halftime I'll start with Michael. And then Michael can go in because it's all free flow. And so that way everybody gets an opportunity to, to get their two cents in. Yeah, and, and uh, Tony Gonzalez is, is joining you this year, yeah. correct? Yeah, he, he's going to be on, on the Fox NFL kickoff show, which is on at uh, the hour before but us. Before you guys, okay. Right, so he's going to be on there with Colin Cowherd, Carissa Thompson, and Coach Dave Wanstead. And uh, he will make some appearances on our show as well throughout the year. But during the 12 o'clock, well, 12 o'clock Eastern time hour, our show is still the same crew as it's been for, uh, let me see, this is my 12th year, this is Michael's 10th. And then the other guys have been there in the 20s. That's amazing, for sure. Kurt Menefee is our guest host of the uh, Fox NFL Sunday pregame show. So uh, on, on, a, on, the, on the Broncos in particular, and I know the Fox covers primarily the NFC, and you might not see Denver on a regular basis, but as best you can from a national perspective, what's the outlook um, that you have or people you've talked to might have on the Broncos this year? Uh, I, I think that's part of the reason that I wanted to make sure I got a chance to see them here. And, and, and Dave, you've been around this for a long time. You know that you, it, it's hard to go one practice and this is what a team is or isn't mm -hmm. or what a player is or isn't. But you do get a sense when they compete against another team in practice, sometimes more so than even in a preseason game. And it also gives you a chance to talk to coaches and, and you know personnel people that you have relationships with that you can glean some insight on a team that you wouldn't be able to do if you were trying to do over the phone. So that's part of my reason for coming out and going to these camps. And I think the Broncos are one of those teams that you look at, and, at least from the national perspective, you say they're set everywhere except mm. are they set at quarterback? That's the question. You know, the running backs, you know, the receivers, they're not struggling with their offensive line nearly as much as most teams are in this league. The defense is set. So if they can get that quarterback position set, there's no reason they can't make a run. The question is, can they? And, and I think that is what most people are wondering and scratching their heads. And when you talk to the Bronco people, at least that I've been able to speak to, I don't know if they know the answer to that just yet. You know, <laughs> but here we are, the second week of August. They've got a couple weeks to still figure it out. And I think if they do and they get, on a, get the right guy, I mean, you look around that AFC West, maybe the most competitive division top to bottom in all of football. I think the NFC South is going to be good with, with the top three teams. But all four teams, you can make an argument for in the AFC West. But if, if the quarterback situation is straightened out with the Broncos, I think that separates them from the other three teams. Hey, Kurt, thanks a lot for the time. Always a pleasure having a chance to catch up with you. I look forward to seeing you on Friday, and uh, we wish you the well.
My pleasure. Yep. Thanks for having me. You bet. Take That's care, Dave. Kurt, Men- Kurt Menefee. Vaughn, I think we were going to chat with you for a second. Do you have a, do you, do you have a, do you have a favorite of Elvis Dumerville story? Favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's when it was- oh, his brother. No, I can't. I can't tell him that one. That was my welcome to the, that was my welcome to the league. Well, one. we can, we can, yeah, but then after, we won't get into a full detail of the story, but afterwards, came to practice. Vaughn was mad at me for two days. Oh, He didn't want to talk to me. You know, we stretched next to each other. He ignored me for two days. I mean, finally, the third day, I said, come on. Hey, Vaughn. come on. You still mad about that? <laughs> no, man. Wait, that was messed up, man. Well, I know you're excited to see him get 12 years, but how happy are you for where he is in terms of being the premier pass oh, man, it's, uh, it's I mean, you, you saw it coming in his rookie year. He has special talent, like we mentioned earlier. Certain things he does, you, nobody can do. He's just a freak. And just to kind of see him really take his game in every aspect, he's always said he wanted to be a dominant player in every phase, and he's done that, you know, so – He's he's what highest paid defensive player. Oh, <laughs> got to throw that out there. Hey, he, was, hey, he, hey, he, he, he told me stuff. He told me stuff, and he believed in me, and he said stuff to me that I didn't even see in myself. You know, that's just the type of you know leader Doom was. I, you know, I came and I wanted to be a great pass rusher, but you know, Doom coming in, and he's saying you're gonna be this, you're gonna be great, you're gonna be this, you're gonna be that every single day. You know, after a while, you start to believe it. It was it was a guy like this that really took me under his wing and showed me the way. So you know, a lot of teams don't have leadership like we had back then. And that's where I get it from as well. You know, I've said it time and time again, the great examples that I've had with, with Doom, Peyton, Brian Dawkins, Tim Tebow, and all of these guys, you have to have a standard like that to be able to give it to the new generation. And that's where mm-hmm. I learned it all from. Doom, baby. All right, Elvis, we'll, we'll let guy. you go. We're going to throw one more, uh, one or two more at Vaughn for his press conference. Elvis, okay. great seeing you. Hey, man, thank you. And Good thanks for you. having us. The Niners have been yes, great hosts. What, you've done these joint practices a bunch of years. I think Dallas, did you go to the Dallas trip? Or did you? Is this no. the first time you've hit the road? Yeah, this is the first time I hit the road. This is my third one, and um, it's great. You know, it's it's great. It's um, it's practice, but it's it's like a game. You get those practice well. You get those practice reps, but they 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 have the intensity and they have the value of a game. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I feel like this is a, is a great tool for our team. So it's a great um uh, meter stick to, to show exactly where we at. Um, you know, forget you know the, the score and. You know, is it the touchdown and all this stuff? It's the individual battles that you have here in these joint practices that, that really allow you to develop. Tavon, you've been the elite player that you are. Like, what, you know, when, when you go to bed at night and wake up in the morning and you go to practice, what things do you feel like, all right, I can still work on this? Or do you feel like there? Is there anything like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's always stuff like that. I think as a pass rush, I think as a pro in general, you know, you're here, you're here in the National Football League because you're great. You know, you're here, in the past, you're here in the National Football League because you're one of the best at being a football player. Mm-hmm. Now, being consistent and doing it all the time is, is really um, is, is really the biggest challenge as a pro. And I just try to be consistent. I go to sleep at night and, and, I, and I pray and I, and, I, and I pray to God and I ask them, just let me go out there and, and, and play to the best of my ability. Right. You know, if, if I can do that, if I can be consistent and do that on a daily basis, I'm okay with happens. Well, you've been doing a great job of doing that and, and being the leader. Well, here, appreciate you guys. No, I think we have one or two more for you because you have to wait, you have to wait for Trevor. I guess quarterbacks get to go first, uh, but we'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave that alone. Uh, they, they, that was predetermined on paper. Uh, for somebody who's not playing as much in the preseason, he didn't play at all against the Bears, we don't know about Saturday, does that mean that practice, especially in a joint practice, is even more important? I mean, practice is always important. You know, I, you know, I think practice makes perfect. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, um, you know 18 years like Peyton was. You know, he, he – will come to practice and he will compete at practice like it was a game. So practice is always important. You know, in the preseason, these practice reps, getting back into the floor of things is, is always great. I think these joint practices is, is a great tool for us, like I said before, in the game. You know, I, I'm a, I like to – 
I like to make coach's job easy. Whatever whatever coach VJ asks me to do, I'm going to do it. If that's go in there and play the whole game, I'm going to do it. If that's one snap, that's to do it. If that's don't play at all, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm following his lead. He's the leader of our team. Whatever he asks me to do, I'm going to be I'm going to be okay with that. All right. Well, Vaughn, we appreciate you the time. Appreciate Thank you, Vaughn. Yes, your first, definitely not your last work, trip on the Broncos Blitz with Steven and myself. So that is the one and only Vaughn Miller. Great to... Broncos Blitz. The Todd Davis Report. Write the story. All Todd Davis. All the time. So Todd Davis joins us, and he brought his pal Corey Nelson along. Joins myself, Brandon Crisall, and Steve Atwater. Corey's back in the studio. But, guys, really long practice today. We were just chatting with Chris Harris as we were getting off the bus, and and he was say he said he thought thought of something like seventy snaps. I mean, you guys certainly haven't been out there that much. Yeah, we haven't uh, not up to this point uh, in training camp. But uh, I think it was good for us. It uh, lets us know where we're at and how uh, we need to continue to get better in order to be ready for the regular season. Corey, are, are you a little tired after uh, such a long day? Yeah, man. Uh, I didn't expect us to do you know that many reps and to run that many periods. Uh, it was very taxing on us, you know, but it showed us, you know, like Todd said, where we were. And uh, we felt good at the end of the day, you know. Guys were in shape and guys were running to the ball. And then it, was, it, was, it was a good day today. Steve, you watched the joint practices, but, but for you guys, I mean, I, I watched some of it and then I was stuck talking to Dave Logan. I should say stuck. I was happy to talk to Dave Logan, <laughs> but I was kind of tucked behind the stands so I could see as much of it. It seemed pretty lively, but not too much extracurriculars. Yeah, I felt like it was ran really well. I didn't feel like we had any unnecessary uh, activities or any fights or any scuffles like that. I feel like we both teams came to play and came to practice. Uh, we worked hard and just had a good day. Yeah. Now, I was watching primarily the Broncos' offense today, so I didn't get a chance to see that much you guys. I see you from afar. Uh, it looked like San Francisco's offense got out, you know, like they came out ready to go full speed ahead. It looked like on the offensive side of the ball – we were a little bit, little bit slower than they were, at least at the start of the practice. And as practice went on, it got a little bit better. Uh, how, how was it with you guys on the defensive side of the ball? Did you guys come out ready to go right from the start and, and had, had a good practice that carried on throughout the day? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we felt well. You know, we, we came out with a lot of energy. Uh, we came out uh, ready to play. You know, we was out there. We wanted to make plays. Uh, from the start of the, the snap, uh, we got in the huddle and we told ourselves, hey, let's go. Let's get it. You know, mm-hmm. so everybody was ready. I mean, we all was pumped up. We all was amped. And um, our intensity matched their intensity out there. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Corey Nelson and Todd Davis join us on Todd Davis Report. We won't keep you guys too long, but uh, Vance Joseph called you out by name, saying that having 90 guys on the roster is better for guys like Corey Nelson, a guy who had a roster spot, your roster spot secured. But in that fourth preseason game, you end up having to – play a lot more than a lot of the other guys that are certainly making the team. So how nice is it to know that you'll have those extra guys in camp and that you were the kind of guy he was thinking of? Oh, man, uh, that's an honor, you know, that he would uh, put me in that category as one of those guys. Um, but it definitely is a blessing, you know, to be in a situation that I'm in right now uh, in camp, knowing, you know, that I solidified a position. Um, the other guys, uh, the other 90 guys that he talked about, you know, they're fighting for spots. And uh, I was one of those guys. Uh, back in my uh, rookie season, so I can relate. Um, but it's definitely an honor, you know, for him to, to mention me uh, in that category. Todd Davis and Corey Nelson join us here for uh, just another minute or two. So as you get into game two of the preseason, what's your expectation? Obviously, Todd, you didn't play in Chicago, but, you know, it gets a little more amped up before y'all shut it down after the Green Bay game. Yeah, definitely. I think that this game, um, I think we should just continue to progress, you know, even from Chicago, um, continue to fire on all cylinders. Um, I think our run fits, our pass fits um, should all continue to, to get better as we get up to the regular season just to show that we're having that continual growth that you need um, to be ready for the regular season. 
Now, with some of the injuries that we've had uh, with the defensive line at this point, hopefully, knock on wood, everybody be ready to go by the start of the season. Yeah, it's not going to work. Could you tell a difference out there today? Uh, because I, I would imagine as the day wore on with fewer defensive linemen, they had to go longer. They had to do a lot more reps than some of the other groups did. Uh, could you guys tell uh, a little later on in practice that, hey, man, they're getting back to us now, the the, the the offensive lineman coming off block getting to you guys. You know what? I actually think that the defensive line did a really good job today. Yeah. Um, I thought that in the 907 they held their ground. They were holding up the double teams, even getting through, making through plays. Um, and even at the end of practice, you know, mm-hmm. when you think that they would be tired or you think that they would um, feel the the earlier, you know, plays in practice, I felt like they hung in there. Nice. They pushed through it. Um, and I think they really looked good today. Yeah. All right. Well, it's good to hear. Final thing I have for you. Last year you definitely took it to the – the Niners offense so much so that I think they ended up calling practice early because they were getting so frustrated. Uh, could you sense l- a little less of that tension today and that they're an improved team? Obviously we know John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan really well because of their ties to Denver, but it, it seemed like they, it was more about business today and less uh, about them taking it personally like they did last year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, the, the vibe was different. You know, everybody came out with a business mindset of we're all going to get better. You know, that was the mindset that they had. That was the mindset that we had. So it worked out well for us. Um, I felt like everything today was about the team. You know, San Fran, it was about them. Uh, today was about Denver today as well. Um, it just went both hand in hand. You know, we, we came in with the mindset that uh, we were going get, to get our jobs done regardless of, of the outcome and regardless of, of how tense uh, situations have gotten. Yeah, I think um, I also think that uh, hats off to Shanahan. You come in here and you definitely see how much that offense has progressed. Um, you see that they're a completely different offense than they were last year. Um, they're much more efficient. Uh, I like the plays that they're continually running. Um, I think they're going to do, do good this year.